Welcome to the Office 365 Developer Show. I'm your host, Jeremy Thake. The only show focused on Office 365 development, where I talk to the experts from all over the globe coding on the Office 365 platform. For more information on Office 365 development, please visit dev.office.com and follow us on the hashtag Office365Dev. Okay, so um, I'm in Building 18 right now, which is the, uh, the Visual Studio building. It's a very flash, open kind of plan building. These guys have got their own teams and um, there seems to be a lot of kind of fun and camaraderie rather than in Building 1, we're all locked in miniature offices that feel like cells sometimes. Um, so welcome to the show. Thanks, Jeremy. Today we wanted to talk a little bit about Cordova and um, find out uh, from an Office developer perspective what's in it for me as a developer. So what I want to do is just get you guys to introduce yourselves, mm-hmm. um, how long you've been at Microsoft, mm-hmm. what you're working on right now, and um, then we can kind of get into the, the nitty-gritty of what Cordova actually is. So maybe we'll start with you. Uh, I'm Abhishek. I've been with Microsoft for the last eight and a half years working. So I worked in different Visual Studio products. Currently, I'm working on the multi-device development using uh, Cordova technologies. Uh, I'm in the experience and insight team. So we go and see the customer engagement, telemetry, we collect the data, how the customers are using our product and how can we improve it. And then we also go and verify the uh, product end-to-end experience, like how the devs is going to use our product and how do they feel, like what are the main pain points, how can we improve better. So we go and validate those things. and bring those features, those feedback back to the product so that we can improve the product experience. Cool. Hey, this is Suresh Jayabalan. Uh, I'm part of uh, Visual Studio Client Platform team. Uh, I've been here with Microsoft for about uh, eight and a half years. Um, most of my career, I was working on JavaScript engine that's part of Internet Explorer. Now I'm part of Visual Studio and um, uh, focusing on mobile app development using Apache Cordova technology. Cool. Which building are the IE team in? 50. 50, okay. I've only been here since March, so I've been like trying to tick off all the buildings as I go. And this one is by far my favorite so far, I guess because it's the most modern. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you guys got lucky and got the nice new building. Right. <laughs> so um, with Cordova, how would people have been aware of this project and how long has it been going on? Obviously, it's tied very closely with Visual Studio but there's an underlying kind of open source initiative as well around this. So could you maybe explain a little bit about what that is to a developer? So Cordova is, is, is an open source uh, technology, and that lets uh, anybody who knows JavaScript, uh, HTML, and CSS to develop a, a mobile app which can run across a platform. So Android, iOS, and Windows. And iOS. So if you know uh, JavaScript, HTML, and CSS, you don't need to know the individual language like Objective-C, Java, or C++ to do a cross-platform development. Yeah. Uh, so you can write your app uh, uh, in HTML, JavaScript, uh, and CSS. And what Cordova does is like it wraps uh, your app into a native app. So it provides right. a cell. The cell is written in, in a native app. So it's packaged as if it is a native app. But inside, it will run inside a web view or a web kit, and it will run your HTML and JavaScript. So you just need to know about the HTML and JavaScript, and the Cordova will take care of uh, talking with, with the native platform. And how does it, is it, you know, when we talk about Windows Universal Apps and the fact that you can build once for you know, Xbox to an Internet of Things to a Windows phone, but the, the feedback has been, you know, there's different views that you'd need for each device. Is there a similar construct in Cordova? So if I'm building for Android and building for iOS, how does it handle controls looking differently? Or uh, That needs to be handled differently. That yeah. Cordova does not provide you that facility. Yeah. So that will be controlled by your CSS. So you can 
can detect which platform it is and can have a different CSS for different platform, which will give you a look and feel of a particular platform. Right. But what Cordova provides you an advantage is like you don't have to know the native language for each platform. Correct, yeah. And when you need to access a native capabilities like a camera or a, a GPS, so they provide a plugin. So you will get everything exposed as a JavaScript APIs and your app will be calling those things and they have a bridge which will talk to the native layer oh, and right. will give an access. So to you it. learn the camera API once, yes. but it then under the covers, it's bridging yes. to the native. Yes, so, so it's, it's, it's close to web apps. Like, like yeah. still, it's just a purely JavaScript, HTML and CSS app, but it extends you to access the native device capabilities. Right. Like, so if you're building an app for like your enterprise or whatever, it's going to be a lot quicker to build in this approach than it would be yes, yes, like Android Studio and then Xcode and yeah, then yeah, Visual yeah. Studio for yeah, Windows. So, so you don't have to like uh, know all the three different languages or know different tooling for those things. So you'll know one language and there are a lot of uh, a community doing uh, plugin development like barcode scanner or, or you can do even custom plugin development. Right. So you can leverage those things which is already done by, by the community okay. and you can make a... Uh, app uh, it will be lit might be little bit of performance depending upon the scenarios uh, yeah compared to a native app but if you're just making some rest call then then it's it's fine like and how do you like when you say performance i'm imagining if you think through the range of the windows phone devices or the range thousands and thousands of android devices out there so if i've got you know an android s5 s4 s3 if I will it run on all those different Android platforms? Yeah, but it depends on the plugin. What version right. of the API that these plugins are accessing? Yeah, some APIs are available on all the different um, um, versions of Android. It will work. So it basically uh, the compatibility of the plugins. What version of Android? Right. Okay. It supports because Andrew has his notion of a level, like a level nineteen yep. or a twenty or a twenty-one, exactly. right? I'm exactly. assuming iOS has a similar right. thing. Well, I guess eight, seven. Right. Yeah. Okay. The real power of the hybrid apps. If you look at the web apps traditionally, right? Web apps have they used to have faster development cycle. Yeah. And uh, they can do pretty nice, cool things, but they lacked uh, native access. You yeah. cannot have, um, you know. Uh, have access to camera or some native specific uh, functionality. Right. If you look at the traditional uh, native apps, they can talk to native layer and then get a lot of things done, but um, they do not have as flexible as the uh, web apps. Right, right. Hybrid apps kind of hybrids these two things together. That's where the Apache Cordova technology uh, helps people. Is there gaps still? So like the native stuff, there's yeah. plugins not built yet, but they're, right. maybe they're on a roadmap somewhere within the Apache Cordova. Right. You can still write uh, your applications in the language that you know of, yeah. web technologies, HTML, CSS, and JavaScript. And also you'll be able to call into native functionality like a camera or barcode scanning and other things. Right, right. And so... Although Apache Cordova, the foundation, is kind of open source, it's not tied to Microsoft. Right. But what your teams are providing in Visual Studio is an IDE to build yeah. build these apps. Right. So you're kind of, I'm assuming there's probably a significant amount of plumbing if you weren't using Visual Studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Usual what yeah. you expect, file new, Cordova projects, and away you go. What do you need to install on top? If I've got Visual Studio 2013 Update 4, right. which is the latest one as of this recording, what else do I need to install? Is there anything you have to put on there? 
once you have Visual Studio Update 4, you need to install tools for Apache Cordova CTP3. Yeah. And that will install you all the third party because that is one of the main point, point with the Cordova development is this installing and configuring this third party software. Right, because like all Intune, the emulators. Uh, emulators yeah. and then Ant. And so how does the Cordova work is basically when when you build a project, like for example, if you're targeting Android and you're building a project for that, then it will create a native project a Java project and then it will call an ant which will spit out a Java bits right. and if you are doing a Windows then it will create a Windows project and then it will call MS build and then you will have uh, the Windows binaries and same for the iOS. Uh, so for all those things you need a lot of third party software right, like right. ant, Java for building uh, Android project and then for uh, iOS then you need iOS uh, related stuff. Uh, so everything is done by the Visual Studio itself. So once you install tools for Apache Cordova, it will install all third-party software. Right. And uh, and will also configure your system. So once you create a project template out of Visual Studio and say build, you are good to go, both in terms of the emulators and in more terms of building your project. Now, you still have the dependency due to Apple's wonderful decisions on yeah. <laughs> building the iOS one, right? We, yes. I can't have a Windows 8 machine with Visual Studio and exactly. Apache over So you, you will need uh, an iOS machine to build an iOS right. uh, code. So, so how it works, like you have a, a way to connect to a remote iOS machine through Visual Studio. So once yeah. you provide your IP address and a pin, uh, and configure your machine and you will select in a drop down like I'm going to target iOS and say build, then it's going to contact that remote machine, build the binaries and bring it back to All your right. local so machine. So you don't have to go over to that machine and fetch yeah, them. Yeah, right. yeah. Well, but the emulators neat. will be running in, in, in iOS on, machine. On that machine. In iOS machine. So not there's a few Windows things machine. you have to install on that, that Mac? Yes, then? yes. So there, there is, is a package which comes once you install that will prepare your remote machine. Well, that's really but neat. if you want to do a quick quick testing, then you can use a Ripple that is a Chrome extension, yeah, uh, and uh, that you can run locally and see like how uh, how, how your app the app works. Working. Most of the plugins might not work because it's it's a browser based. It's yeah, not yeah. like an emulator or a real device. Right. But if you want something to done very quickly and see like how my app looks, then there's a Ripple which uh, yeah, Visual Studio X, this tools for Apache Cordova installs that extension. There are basically three ways you can um, test your app. Yeah. One, you can use a simulator, yeah. which is a Ripple, and you can use uh, emulator. Android emulator, you can use it in Windows itself. Right, which is what we announced at the Connect event just yeah. recently. Yeah. yeah. And the third, you can use connect your devices and use. Right. For iOS, uh, if you want to build, you need to install. Uh, we built an extension called VS MDA Remote. Remote. Yeah. So that needs to be installed. It's a Node.js based uh, um, module. Right. Uh, you need to install on your iOS machine, and then you provide your IP address and port of that iOS machine in Visual Studio. We have an option to take it. Right. And then right from Visual Studio, you should be able to you know target iOS machine. Then Visual Studio contacts that machine, the remote build agent which is running in that machine, and the build is happening on that machine right there. The feedback I've been getting from the guys that are using Cordova and um, Xamarin, which is the other alternative, was that they like running it on the devices because they get the exact performance of the app because sometimes right. the emulators don't, yeah. you know, it's a lot slower maybe than it would be on the device. If you had the iOS device, does that get plugged into the Mac so that Mac. it can be deployed? It, it has to be right. plugged into the Mac. Because they're yes. licensing of Xcode and everything right. else. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
That's that's really cool though. I mean, being able to build something once or write something once and build it to many devices is yeah. going to save a ton of time for yeah. maybe a startup or even a, you know an enterprise dev that's building something and the enterprise has, has got a whole bunch of different manner of devices out there. Yeah. So um, it's pretty compelling. So um, how does this impact Office 365 developers? What have you guys been working on around Cordova um, with regards to our services? We've been working with a couple of partner teams to build uh, APIs through which you could access Office 365 resources. So we've got an initial version of uh, SDKs available. We have built that uh, Office 365 developer workflow within Visual Studio. You can use uh, Visual Studio's uh, Connector Services Manager to add Office 365 service into your project. Yeah. That uh, Connector Services uh, Manager will help you configure your Office 365 backend and get the subscription IDs or endpoint URLs that your uh, app needs to talk to right. to bootstrap with Office 365 resources. All those initial settings are taken care of automatically. Right. So once you do add connector services by providing your Office developer tenant uh, information, you'll be able to you know start coding against Office 365 APIs right away. Right. And so that's, you know, they're probably sick of me saying this, but mail, calendar, contacts, files, yep. SharePoint, and obviously there'll be more in the, in the future. Um, and then obviously the ADOR the stuff we use in groups. So if I'm in ASP.NET MVC when I do that, I'm using .NET managed code to call those SDKs. But you, there's no notion of a .NET managed code in Cordova. So what language are you using when you write against the APIs? So JavaScript. It's pure JavaScript. Okay. So what these APIs do is internally, they'll be doing XHR calls. Traditionally, what people do to access Office 365 or any web services, they use the REST-based APIs. Mm -hmm. So working with REST-based APIs are difficult, especially if they need to construct URIs dynamically. For example, yeah. if you're trying to access your files in OneDrive, OneDrive might have folders inside folder, inside folder, right? Recursively, you know, constructing the dynamic URIs might be really difficult if you are working with the REST APIs. Yeah. So these APIs that we have built makes life really easy for developers to simply calling one or two APIs to get what you want. What these APIs do underlying is they actually construct the REST-based APIs for you wow, and okay. then take care of the complexity of that. So when I think JavaScript in Visual Studio, and you know, JavaScript for me always still gives me a bit of shudder in my spine, but do you, will you get the IntelliSense like you do the IntelliSense in the .NET? versions of this? No, for JavaScript, what we do is um, once you include, um, there is a way you code a light up IntelliSense. Yeah. Once you reference those files in Visual Studio, what we have is a dynamic IntelliSense. Yeah. What the IntelliSense engine does is it basically reads your JavaScript file. Oh, right. So it's doing it yeah. on the fly. Right. It tries to understand what APIs you have. Yeah. And when you try to interact with the object, it gives you the code completion list. Right. For example, for Office 365, it uh, reads the Office 365 uh, SDK, yeah. and you have O365 auth object, for example. When you say O365 auth dot, then Visual Studio produces a nice little uh, oh, box. So essentially you are getting the, yeah. the help that you yeah. need just to, rather than kind of running to the documentation and trying to work out what the yeah. syntax right. is. and That's really neat. 
And other option is there is, is like you can write TypeScript also since it's a JavaScript code over understand. So you can create a TypeScript code over project. Right. And there is a type definition file included once you... Oh, so you'd have strongly typed calls too. Yeah. yeah. So you can get a full IntelliSense support there when you're doing a TypeScript. And you get a full de- debugging experience in, in JavaScript. You have a JavaScript console. You can execute your code. It's similar to like an immediate window right, in, right. In, in a .NET. So you get all the goodness of Visual Studio when you're using... Uh, Visual Studio Cordova, like debugging, IntelliSense, uh, also the JavaScript console for executing your code and seeing what values you are getting. That's neat. And so we've been working together on um, getting some code samples out there onto GitHub, um, which you can get at dev.office.com slash code samples. Um, okay. Do you want to talk a little bit about what those samples are and how people benefit from having a look at those things? So the samples we have published so far are um, they help developers understand how they can authenticate against Office 365 uh, service, yeah. number one. And then we have g- given samples how they can access Exchange, try to, how they can get their mails and how they can retrieve their calendar events, how they can get their users and groups and how they can access OneDrive files sitting in their OneDrive. Okay. So someone could got, pull these down, clone them from GitHub and grab that snip it and move it to, mm-hmm. maybe if they haven't used Office 365 yet, but they've built a Cordova app, right. they could then go and integrate calendar contacts, files, mail into that right. app very easily. Right. That's neat. So you could go to Office Dev, and for example, we have a couple of apps there, OneDrive Explorer and Office Mail Client. Yeah. You could download them and put it in Visual Studio, and you can straight away start working with it. And so where's your homepage for like obviously non-services related, but just Cordova in general? If someone wanted to find out about Cordova, what would be the right correct URL so to go to? users will start with visualstudio.com. Yeah. We have uh, Visual Studio tools for Apache Cordova page sitting there in visualstudio.com. Yeah. So that has all the links where users can go and get uh, the Cordova extension yeah. for Visual Studio. Uh, 2013. And so CTP3, so I'm assuming this is still in preview right now? Yep. Do we have any indication about when this stuff will RTM yet? No, not yet. We are working on it. We are working on a plan. Yeah, okay. So I don't want to put you under pressure to give us an answer there. (laughs) I just figured I'd ask for the sake of the audience because I'm sure there's a few people like driving in their cars going, when's it going to RTM? What does that mean to someone as a developer if they were using this? Is that Obviously, there's been a lot of investment in the last year and a bit. And, um, this is something that's going to continue to get investment, right? This is not. Right. This isn't a preview that's going to go away. This is something. Yeah. That will RTM once you guys are comfortable with it? Is that kind of the strategy? Yeah, that's right. Okay. So we basically we are right now working on enabling the basic necessary tools that is required for developers to uh, have a very good uh, developer workflow. Once we are done with it we are going to get uh, more and more services into this uh, Cordova workflow. Right, right. So, so it won't be just Office 365. Right, it could yeah. be other things. Currently, we have Azure is already there. So right, for yeah. users and groups. Yeah. Yeah. You have Azure Mobile Services. Uh, Azure Mobile Services is there. You can oh, is that right and, too? Yeah, you can have access to tables and other things. And uh, and and we are also investing in uh, Cordova platform itself. Microsoft is also actively contributing it to, the, oh, to make the uh, Cordova platform itself more robust and uh, that's awesome. uh, to have more features. So we are not just consuming it, uh, but yeah, we are also contributing that. it back to the open It's source. such a big change for Microsoft. <laughs> I mean, obviously, I joined in March coming from an ISV, right. and to see the way that you know, Microsoft's turning and being way more supportive on this stuff is great. So That's right. We are giving back to the community. Yeah, yeah, no, it's mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. So in terms of kind of 
that aspect. The only kind of niggly point that people were saying was around uh, the Ripple emulator or simulator, as you were calling it. But um, the announcements that connect around that emulator, what's the big differences there? Because that seemed to be a bit of a, as people get started with uh, Cordova, that was one of the big hurdles. But it seems like from my experience of trying this new emulator, that things are a lot faster now. So what what drove that? Was that that feedback and yeah. that improvement? Ripple is a very lightweight uh, simulator. Yeah. All it does is basically, it is um, it is basically a browser shell. Right. So it doesn't need any of the native capabilities or emulation. Okay. So you couldn't do like camera yeah. or GPS or anything yes. in the Ripple, whereas the emulator has those things? Yeah, emulator will produce, not all the plugins are supported by emulators today. Okay. So some plugins might be supported and some may not. Yeah. In using Ripple, you may not be able to get all the support for the native part. Okay. So all the plugins may not be working. Right, right. So you could, however, you could easily test your HTML and JavaScript portion of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So anything that is not going to interact with uh, native you could uh, test in Ripple. So you'll just get an exception in your JavaScript if, it, if the plugin tries to reach yes. out to camera yes. or... Yeah, but some okay. of some of the plugins do, do support, like you yeah. can do GPS and other things, like you can set a coordinate and then and you can check the so orientation. you can tell it what you want it to return yeah. and things. Yeah. Well, the developers mostly use Ripple for quickly test yeah. their look and feel, yeah. how their app is going to look like um, in, in different form factors. Right, okay. And then the emulator is for Android... And for Windows, I'm assuming there is an iOS emulator that runs on on a Windows machine. No, iOS it's emulator will be running on on, on the actual machine. the Mac yeah. machine wherever it's yeah. sitting. Yeah. So um, in my setup, for um, I'm using because I'm doing like demos of Xcode and Android Studio. So I'm running a Mac, and I have a Windows machine where I have Visual Studio yeah. installed. Uh -huh. Would you recommend that setup, or do you recommend having a, a separate machine? Because I'm I'm just worried like. If you've got a Mac with a Windows machine and then you've got an emulator running in that Windows VM, I'm assuming that's not going to be that fast. Would you recommend not doing that approach? Or So I've seen people use uh, Parallels. Yeah. Yeah, so okay. Means, yeah, I'm using you like can Fusion, use Parallels, which is similar. Yeah, right? yeah. where yeah. they run Windows in uh, Windows. Yeah. And okay. then they will switch back to Mac and install this VS uh, MDA remote. And then the VM's like talking back to the Mac. Right. 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 But I, I just like, have you seen any concerns there around the speed of the, like the Android emulator sitting in the the Windows VM? We haven't seen any particular problem yeah. with that. But if you are using the the new Visual Studio emulator, which comes with uh, 2015 Visual Studio 2015, the preview, yeah, yeah, so that has a lot of improvement over what comes with the Android SDK. So there were a lot of complaints about yeah, the, the SDK about, one is because a dog. everybody was yeah. saying like the Android emulators are really very very slow right, right. and it's it's not reliable. So all those things had been taken into consideration in creating. But you will not be able to use with Visual Studio twenty thirteen and CTP three. It's it's with uh, uh, only with the twenty fifteen preview. Twenty fifteen, yeah. But Cordova is there in in, in Okay, so someone downloaded twenty fifteen preview, they'd be able to get, build uh, Cordova uh, and be able to use this new emulator yeah, that was talked emulator. about. This is That's much neat. faster. And in that earlier, what you used to do if you want to run uh, Android emulator, you need to switch off uh, Hyper V. Uh, to increase the performance of it. But once you switch off the Hyper-V, then you cannot run Windows uh, Phone emulator. Uh, so now right. that problem is solved if you are using uh, Visual Studio emulator 
then you don't need to switch off uh, uh, Hyper-V, so you okay. can run your Windows Phone emulator, you can still continue to run the Android emulator. Right, and then so, remotely you could run your uh, iOS emulator yes, as well? Yes, remotely you can run. Okay, yeah, that was definitely something that um, some of our guys have brought up as they were building some of the other samples, that's good that we're doing that. So in addition to that, if, is there any other kind of other things you'd want to raise, like uh, non-Office 365 services, are there any other core core over samples that people can pull down and play with to just get a kind of a look and feel? Is there training out there just to learn the fundamentals of Cordova? Or? Yeah, we have in our Visual Studio tools for Apache Cordova web page, we have pointed us to a couple of apps that we have built. Yeah, Our canonical app has been uh, Woodgrow Claims. So this is basically a insurance app yeah. which people can use uh, to learn the Cordova. Not only Cordova, this app uses Office 365 and uh, Azure Mobile Services both. Wow, cool. Okay. So they could use download this app and run uh, use use that in Visual Studio and they could run and see how this works. See how it's all running together. Yep. And when you ship those, do you ship it so that it can be deployed to all three? So iOS, Android and uh, Windows, yes. so you could you could actually run the emulators in each of those right. and see yes. it running. Yes. That's right. Oh, that's really neat. Yes. And the sample app which we did it for Office 365, I use it uh, Ionic framework, so that's it's very popular in the Cordova community. Okay. So they provide a very means it's based on Angular JS, so yeah. you get its uh, rich functionality of navigation between different pages in a single page uh, oh, application, right. and uh, then they have a good nice controls. So you can use those inbuilt controls like a tab control, nav control. Uh, so this it's it, like kind of bootstrap type stuff. Yes. Yep. Okay. Yes. We have a to-do list sample app uh, which is built based on AngularJS yep. and WinJS and also BackboneJS. Okay. So developers can kind of uh, can get an idea yeah, yep. how these different frameworks could be used. That's neat. And then in addition to that on um, dev.office.com slash training, um, we've got like an hour video there that a bunch of our guys did walking through kind of building that and introducing it too. So, um, but that's more focused on the Office 365 services. Whereas, you know, if you've got those stuff on the um, Apache Cordova pages on Visual Studio, that I think that'd be the, the proper place to start that's right. and then learn how to do the services stuff on top. Right. And we are also kind of publishing our uh, tutorials in our MSDN page. Yeah. So, uh, you could go to Visual Studio Tools for Apache Cordova, and from there we have pointers to our MSDN documentation, right? Which will, you know, kind of walk you through how you can use these Office 365 APIs. And so I've been keeping up with like the announcements as CTP3 came out. That the Visual Studio blog is right. that the correct place to kind of keep up to date with the new stuff around Cordova coming out? That's yeah. right. Yeah. Do you guys have any tweet handles? Are you Twitterers? And yes, there is. Right? Yeah, we also <laughs> have. Uh, we are active in uh, Stack Overflow. As yeah, well. yeah, I have seen that. Yeah, so that's cool. Yeah, for our tag is like Visual Dash Studio Dash Cordova. Okay. So we are very active in Stack Overflow. So, so if they, if people have questions, yeah, about, just they can post, there post that. And, and like experience and insight team is just really looking into it. That's great. That you Both to doing see that. like what are the issues they are facing, where we can improve, yeah, yeah. and also to, to help them guide uh, in the right direction and solve their... Excellent. And do you guys have personal blogs outside of the Visual Studio blogs? Or? Uh, no. 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 <laughs> you guys, it sounds like you're way too busy to be blogging yourselves. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Well, um, I really appreciate your time. We're coming up to the 30-minute um, the mark, so um, a big thank you for 
taking some time. I know, you know, everyone's going on vacation. It's a bit of a ghost town in Redmond at the moment as yeah. <laughs> people start disappearing for the holiday season. Yeah. So um, a big thank you for doing this right on the last minute with me. So, um, and hopefully if people have questions, um, again, Stack Overflow is definitely a place, a tweet handle, which I'll have in the show notes. And um, also our Yammer group around the Office 365 services definitely is um, where we're getting engagement there as well. So, right. Yeah, Stack Overflow, you could look for Visual Studio Cordova. Yeah. And yeah. people will see what's going on there. Yeah. Great. Well, we'll definitely get you on another show in the future to you know, get some more updates on what you guys are doing and what new services are coming. Because I think this is really interesting for developers who want to kind of write once, but kind of get that approach of getting it pushed to all those different platforms. So a big thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks again for listening. Make sure you check out dev.office.com for all of your Office 365 developer needs. All the links from the show are in the blog post on blogs.office.com dev where you can find the latest news about Office 365. If you have any ideas for new shows or questions for us, please join us in our Yammer group in the Office 365 technical network. Have a great week, guys, and keep coding on Office 365.